Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Lee Cantor here with Stone Payton, another episode of GSU ENI Radio, live from downtown Atlanta, Georgia, at Georgia State University. Stone, this is going to be a fun one. Hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. We're going to get a chance to visit with the CEO and the CFO of Famous Joint Content Cafe. Please join me in welcoming to the show, Hawk Yusuf and Hashem Adal. Hey, 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 this is Hawk here. Thank you guys at Business Radio X for having us. It's an honor this morning. Well, Hawk, why don't you uh, share with us what you're doing at Famous Joint? I'd love to. Um, what we're doing, Hashem and I, are we're opening a healthy and affordable um, internationally inspired cafe where we choose the most famous foods from different countries worldwide, and we just highlight them. For example... India is known for its chai, so we'll have something from India. Um, give me a country. China. Noodles. <laughs> Noodles. <but laughs> Vietnam. So, um, Bubble tea. <laughs> there you go. So we're, we're, we're um, essentially just choosing the most famous foods. So the signature dish of every country you're going to have at your place. We'll, we'll try to have it on a rotating basis, and right. by popular demand, uh, we'll keep it. Or, so this is a restaurant. Is it up and running? Uh, right now, we're not quite fully operational. But you're on your way to getting funding to make it fully operational? We're on our way. And that's why you're part of the Main Street Fund? Yes. Well, that's not the reason why we're part of the Main Street Fund. Um, but uh, How did you get into that? Uh, the Main Street Entrepreneur's Seed Fund? Well, one of my um, close mentors and... Um, being part of the organization launched GSU and George Greenwich, he um, encouraged me to apply. Mm -hmm. But it was to build this restaurant. Absolutely. And then, so uh, you had this idea for a restaurant and either of you in the restaurant business before, you have any family members in the restaurant business, you eat at restaurants. (laughs) Well, I can say that we eat at restaurants for sure. Um. So how did, how did it come about? I mean, having an idea for a restaurant and then running a restaurant, opening a restaurant, it's two different things. Well, my mother had a restaurant before, so... Okay, uh, so you've been... So you know what it's like to have a restaurant. Yeah, but... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. So now, is she part of the team? Um, actually, mm-hmm. she is... Um, it used to be a grocery store. So the story is, you know, very simple. It used to be a grocery store, and it was her grocery store. But in the back room of it, there was a small room. Um, and in, in that room is where I discovered uh, that, you know, the power of having your own space to work out of instead of um, working for someone else. So I would say because of my mother's entrepreneurial spirit, the seed of entrepreneurship was planted. And um, she, when she was moving from the location to another location, um, the opportunity presented itself for, you know, me to take over the lease and that's what gave us our kickstart oh so so you actually have a spot yeah we have a physical location and where is it at right across the street from the clarkston public library so it's in clarkston yes sir so that has a big refugee community a lot of international folks it's recognized by the united nations as a designated area to support um people who've lost their homes 
and so, refugees. So now the restaurant's going to serve those people by having their favorite foods there exactly. on a rotating basis. Well, absolutely. And we plan to find um, the talented chefs that come from different countries. And Oh, you're going to rotate them and so they can make their signature dishes? Yeah, we'll, we'll try and catch some. And Hashem has a beautiful connection with a lot of different countries. And um, let him tell you a little bit about yeah, some of the people the he story. works with. Yeah. Well, working with Hawk in the past has... <clears throat> has working in the past with the refugees in Clarkson has been my passion. Um, working with them as far as tutoring, hanging out, playing ball, you know, stuff as simple as just, you know, taking a walk in the park, you know, getting to know them and getting mm-hmm. a feel for, you know, their story and how they came about and ended up in this new world <clears throat> and bringing them change towards, um, this community of Clarkson and trying to find their talent and their skills was a great passion of mine. It still is. So now when you're kind of interacting with them, uh, now you're giving them an opportunity to do what they either love to do or have talent to do is by giving the opportunity to share the meals and the foods of the, from their background. Exactly. Not only meals of food, also discover their skills Mm -hmm. and have them prosper through what they love doing. So now what's your take on the uh, community in Clarkston? How do they feel about being in America and being in Clarkston? Are they optimistic, pessimistic? Are they afraid? How do you you see them? I would certainly say it's home to a lot of people. And um, the town has done a lot to support refugees um, from the early 90s all the way up until now. Um, the, the, like, uh, down the street, the decap farmer's market is an example of like Mm -hmm. how everyone comes together and has, you know, fresh, healthy, organic foods and people from all over Atlanta, from Sandy Springs to Marietta, all the way from college park, they all come to the decap farmer's market. So, um, and I'd like to mention, you know, our parents, uh, we're both first generation Americans. So it's, um, it's a really special place where, um, people sorry it's a really special place where people that are first generations like ourselves can kind of connect with some of the people because you know uh, what happens is a silo effect where the people from one community stick with their people so you'll see the people from the burmese community sticking with exclusively that type the congolese community the syrian community so if we 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 figured if we can bring you know, signature dishes, food is somebody, food is something that we... It unites people. unites people and, you know, it's literally breaking bread. So if we bring them in an environment where they can have some of their famous foods and even recruit some of their parents and <laughs> family it members... It becomes a place where they all can con- congregate and ex- get to know each absolutely. other. Absolutely. And one of our core exactly. values is documentation. So we have a camera on site and um, we take pictures of people and you know, sort of like a studio effect and, you know, le- let them leave with, you know, pictures and and things like that. So now um, when you had this idea initially, how, how did you kind of take it from just this concept into, okay, now I'm taking steps. This is becoming real now. Yes. So we started off back like um, in 2015, 2016, 2017, so using the back room of the grocery store. Right. And 
So was it just you two at first? Like you both had the idea of, hey, I wish there was something like this that existed. Like how did it come from just you guys thinking about it to it actually now somebody's making a meal? Yeah. So that is a very, very interesting question. It all started off back in 2016 where we were helping people, um, helping um, nonprofit organizations, having them record their messages. Mm -hmm. Um, We had one nonprofit organization that we recorded for that um, broadcasted on five different radio, radio channels. Mm -hmm. And with those five radio channels, they were in different languages. And so we really were passionate about like doing community events, helping nonprofit organizations and, you know, just having a helping hand out there for the people that are in the community of Clarkson that really need the help. So, so doing in doing so, um, <clears throat> we decided to add in the food factor, which was now everybody can eat right. and we can also still go do out, the other part. do the other part, which right. was record and broadcast people's messages and have giving them the medium of, uh, of understanding using audio or visual. Because mm-hmm. you will see some beautiful people in Clarkson, beautiful talents, unrecognized traits. Right. So this is giving them a platform for them to tell their story and to show their talents in addition to breaking bread. Exactly. Using food and content. Mm-hmm. Um, to add on to that, uh, we started off, um, you know, I guess in summary, we were producing for small um, nonprofit organizations and small businesses, but mostly, you know, it would be somebody from the community saying, hey, we need a camera, um, you know, we need to record this or we need to record that. And um, it was very difficult to charge for that. Um, but there was a demand for it and there was a need for it. So uh, what we decided to do um, in that times, in those times, we were, you know, started off um, at Starbucks and, you know, just going to Starbucks, going to, you know, using the office, you know, meeting clients there. And then after that, we graduated into getting an office by, you know, getting business, small businesses, making, you know, WordPress websites and doing things like that, just um, supporting small businesses with tech. And then from there, it became like what we're going to eat or, you know, what, how can we, you know, what, you know, every day we're eating, eating, eating. So now we needed to, you know, kind of put everything together. So I guess in a way that it's a co-working space, I don't want to just all the way go into the restaurant um, direction. Mm -hmm. I kind of want it to be a place where people can come and, you know, kind of materialize their, their projects and things like that. So when we mentioned talent and undiscovered, there's people who, you know, are very skilled in agriculture, um, very skilled in, things that they used to do back home, but they don't have the credentials here because it's from a war-torn country. So sometimes you'll have doctors that, you know, are full doctors have been practicing medicine for 20 years, but because their country is war-torn, um, they don't have um, the credentials. So, you know, there's a lot of, that's what he means by they're having hidden talents in Clarkson. It's just um, when somebody's ripped from their home and placed in a new land, seeing them adjust is really great. So being able to document that experience for some refugees by taking pictures of them, helping them do their resumes, um, you know, doing headshots for their LinkedIn, you know, trying to get them a job that's better than the chicken factory. These chicken factories, they come by and they put big posters of, you know, work at a chicken factory. And it's kind of interesting when 
there's big vans that come up to these neighborhoods at six in the morning and pick them up and then take them to work and then take them drop them back. So is you know a lot of these people they 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 just need money and they're honest workers and seeing that you know I don't want to directly address that but I just wanted to make it known that there's um other options out there for them to get better jobs. A lot of them don't know English. And recently, um, Hashim and I have been dealing with the Atlanta Institute of Language. And um, we are trying to get some of these people who have dialects and Burmese and different languages and, you know, have them collaborate with the Atlanta Institute of Language um, and help, help them become our interpreters. Right, they can be translators or interpreters. Yeah, so it's um, they're located so. in Buckhead. Um, right across the street from Lenox Mall. So um, we that was one of our most recent par- partnerships with the Atlanta Institute of Language. So so now, um, did both of you or either of you go to GSU? I went to GSU and so did he. So then um, how did you get, or are you involved in the entrepreneurship program here? Or um, You know, before when I was going here, um, there was no entrepreneurial <laughs> programs <laughs> going on. Um, and my first... At the, you know, Georgia State, I would say, you know, undoubtedly, hands down, I would not be in the position that I am in today without being able, you know, without being exposed to some of the things that the school has exposed me to as far as just being in Atlanta. If I went to a different school um, that is more of a college town, it might not have given me the same results. But being in Atlanta and seeing, you know, suits and, you know, street performers or <laughs> different things all in the same mix, you know, is it was very, very beautiful for my network. And I will forever thank Atlanta for that. Um, my first startup idea was here. Um, my second startup idea was here. And this is the first time that I felt like um, I got the support of the school. So you had an ecosystem that can support you and help you make this dream come true. Now, now, before it was, it was, was kind of like, rough. it was a little, no, there was always beautiful stars that, right. that, that are here, like, um, Muhammad Awad, and, um, he's a former student here of computer science, really inspired me. Um, there was Elizabeth Strickler, she's a superstar in this uh, ecosystem. We have MK, he was our, uh, entrepreneur in residence, he helped us out a lot, you know, trying to get us, you know, he was, uh, our mentor for the, uh, Main Street Entrepreneurship Seed Fund. So, uh, George Greenwich, um, uh, Erica, Miss Erica, there was a lot of people from launch GSU. Now Georgia state has a whole building, right? Yeah. Things have changed, huh? Yeah. 24 hour (laughs) access for entrepreneurs with computers and all sorts of stuff. So, so what's next for, uh, the famous joint content cafe? What do you need more, more of right now? Um, right now we need more of a, we need, a. We just need to be patient. That's what we need. <laughs> but, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's always like you want things done fast. Like you don't have, right, it's hard to be patient because you want the result and you want to serve the people and help help all these folks. And you can't do it unless you're up and running, right? Absolutely. But, you know, in addition to that, not but, in addition to that, I've realized, you know, sometimes being an entrepreneur, um, it's a, you have to take your time and you have to grow it because, I've I've seen other people that just try to run rush into business and mm-hmm. they don't exactly, you know, have their everything, you know, of why they're doing it down pat. And um on our Instagram page, if you visit a famous joint on our Instagram page, you'll be able to see our very story from the beginning. 
like from cracking the tiles, painting the walls, like this place, we've been building it from our hands with no experience, uh, like doing any sort of uh, construction, but, you know, painting, things like that. But we built this place up and seeing it grow, it started like a baby. Like God made babies take nine months to come out of the stomach. (laughs) Exactly. I don't know why people rush anything. You know, it, you know, God can make a, a tree in, you know, grow in an instant, but it takes time. Everything takes time. So it was very special to see this process. And I'm really more in love with the journey than the end result at this moment. Um, because when the end result happens, you know, it'll be on to the next one. It'll be <laughs> on to right. the There'll next be another project. journey. So now, um, now you've gone through this seed fund. You got some money from them, right? We haven't received any money oh, yet. Oh, not yet. No, but, but we're not. We're not. Um, you're being bashing. patient. Yeah, we're being patient. <laughs> and um, there were some things. You know, being an entrepreneur is hard, and sometimes we didn't have enough money to pay the annual registration for right. our business. You know, irresponsible, but it, it slipped, and that's why we had to readjust things. And um, but that's part of the process. It's all part of the learning curve. But um, do you have in your head some date you're shooting for as the launch of the restaurant? Or in the space? I would say we would, we were going to um, definitely launch in the first quarter of 2020. Okay. So you're moving towards that goal? Moving every Sir. single day. Every day, inch by inch. You know what they say, right? <laughs> you heard about the turtle in the hair. That's it. <laughs> you only lose if you quit, you know. So now if somebody wants to learn more, is there a website? You mentioned Instagram page. Is there a website? Yeah, we have a website. It's called afamousjoint.com. Um, that's the domain name. It was very expensive. I I can't disclose exactly how much we paid for that. (laughs) (laughs) That's where a lot of the funds have gone. Oh, we haven't received any funds yet. (laughs) But you can give a donation at the website down below when you scroll down, um, sign up, like the Instagram, love all the pictures. Right. And show support. Good stuff. Well, you know, (laughs) I can say I, I check in the mail and check the mail every day. Multiple times a day. Multiple times a day. <laughs> so I kind of wish it was direct deposit, but, you know, checking the mail, I'm looking at it. I'm like, you know, sometimes I think in my head, you know, because we have this different sort of mailbox where they the landlord has to sort it out. I'm just looking and looking. I'm like, hey, man, should I call him? <laughs> and especially nowadays with the holidays, it takes even longer. So now that's afamousjoint.com is a website, and then uh, you're available on all social media channels, right? Um, we're right. available on Instagram. We're available on Facebook. Um, we're available on Twitter. Twitter. We're and also available. Afamous Joint. Mm-hmm. Just start looking for Afamous Joint. We are also available on LinkedIn. We plan on using LinkedIn the most. Okay. Good stuff. Well, thank you both for sharing your story today. Congratulations and uh, best of luck. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on GSU ENI Radio.